Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? I'm Vaughn. I'm Jenny. Thanks for rocking with us. And you're listening to Chameleon Love. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Chameleon Love. I'm one half of your amazing co-host, Vaughn, sitting here with my lovely wife, Jenny. Hey, hey. And today's topic is all about kids, 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 and the different parenting styles that we run into uh, when we're trying to either correct our children, uh, discipline our children, or just simple getting through life uh, and trying to grow as parents as our children grow and trying to learn how to love them as they evolve as well, which kind of fits into the chameleon love theme um, with learning how to love each other as we grow and as we change. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, Kids, boy. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I I definitely think that that kids really, they challenge your love. You know, they challenge your, your they challenge you in learning how to love. Right. You know, because it's one thing, you know, when you have one child, you learn that person, you learn that, that little one. And, and then as they grow, you realize that with every year, they're they're a different person, and um, and then as you expand your family, essentially you have to learn. I think people really don't understand the dynamic. Them too. Of first of all, you don't you don't know what you don't know. So it's not your fault if you don't if you're not a parent and you don't really understand, you know, the difficulties and the things that parents go to. We have we or go through. I'm sorry. We have one kid. First of all, we you and I laughed about this uh, last week. We were talking about it, and mm-hmm. we were talking about how we thought one kid was a lot. Wow. We just thought one kid <laughs> was just the absolute most craziest thing that you can yeah. go through, and the toughest thing that you can go through. I mean, and we complained about it a little bit. Yeah, you we know? used to foolishly the complain sac- about having sacrifices one kid. we made and. And, you know. And then all of a sudden we had two kids. And then you go from, uh, I'm going to use a basketball analogy here. You go from a, a trap, basically, a 2-3 trap, to man-to-man defense. <laughs> so you went from having two against one, now it's man-to-man. Which is still not as bad it's a little bit more chaotic but it's not as bad because you still have but it's still a lot though it is a lot i'm not gonna say it's not but i'm saying you have one one one-on-one you know like you have one i have one and i also think it helped that in our case our kids were we i mean i I remember also that we said we wanted to have kids closer together remember that foolishly said that (laughs) We Remember how we, we said we, we wanted we you wanted no them to grow together, clue. be close, and you know we were just gonna go back in and get it done with, and you know. First off, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. If I knew what I knew now, Tyson might be the only <laughs> child. And I love my two. I love my my, my uh, two youngest boys. I love yeah. Ace. I love Kano. But man, if if if, if I knew what I knew. Yeah. Tyson probably would be the only kid. And and it's not just because our boys are like super bad or anything like that. No, because they're, they're ex- good kids. They are good kids, but they're extremely active. active. 
And yeah. you would think like, oh, they're just active. No, like you have to sit in a day in the life of the Heath household to just from see. six o'clock in the morning when it starts till about eight thirty at night when it dies down and they yeah. go to bed. Hopefully, the first time they stay down. And like, to be honest, we we discourage a whole lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, sure, but at the the same time, it's real life. Like, I don't want to paint this perfect picture like, oh, man, these kids are great. And, and, you know, I wish we could have them more. Nah, man, like, it's a lot of freaking work. We used to think one was a lot of work, and then we had two. Mm -hmm. And we was like, wow, this is a lot of work. A lot. But it helps that we had Tyson. Well, we have Tyson. And Tyson is a great big brother. And he does help out a lot with Ace. And he helped out a lot with Ace when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And so forth. But and then still, we had three. Yeah. But, I mean, even in Tyson, I think the, the biggest thing with him is that we... We forget that he's still just five. You know, sometimes he has he has needs, too. And I don't think that obviously it's intentional on our parts, but it's a lot, and it's overwhelming. It it can it can be overwhelming, but to an extent, I think with having three, it's a lot of pressure on us. It's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, it's pressure on Ace. It, it's pressure on all of us. Everybody has their own. Because everybody has their specific role in the house, you know, uh, the kids don't really know it right now, but as they grow, they'll have a particular role. Yeah. Tyson's is already set by default. He's the oldest. Right. If you're not an older sibling or you're not the oldest sibling, it's hard for other people to understand the pressures, the difficulties, the responsibilities mm-hmm. that you have as an older sibling. And the selflessness that comes along with it. You're taught from day one, your sibling is born, that your job is to protect them. Whether you're female or right. whether you're male, your job is to protect your siblings. Your job is to teach your siblings. Your job is to make sure that your siblings don't get in trouble. Make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. Lord forbid if you grow up in a single parent type of household like I did, where your responsibility is put on a little more mm-hmm. because you have two little brothers and you're six and seven years older than them. Shout out to my brothers, Tracy and Money. But that's a lot of pressure and people don't realize how much pressure that is so i can understand whatever pressures that tyson is feeling right now you can relate i could relate because i went probably double of that yeah i think you know it's 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 good for us to reflect back to to see you know times were obviously different when we were when we were coming up you know and I too, as a a middle child per se, I also mothered my brothers. You know, my mom worked three jobs and she went to school and so she was, you know, hardly there. My dad, you know, was present but absent. So, you know, I assumed a lot of the, those responsibilities as a a kid, but being a mom and playing a role in that. And so that that was that was very that was very tough too in that so i think we both can relate to that but what we what is safe to say is that the environment definitely is completely different it's nothing like what we grew up 
No, they're, open, they're you know, obviously with the our, responsibility our household that we grew up in, the type of household that we grew up in versus the household that the boys are growing up in, it's totally different. Yeah. There's two parents in the household. Those parents love each other, those parents care for each other, we're affectionate to each other, and the boys get to see all of that. These boys get to go different places. Tyson is well traveled. He done been to the West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, he done been to the northeast, he done been to the southeast. He's been all over so he is well traveled i can't say i was well traveled as a kid nah. so you know we would go to the I beach know we weren't that usually ended up in an argument of some sorts <laughs> we you know i went to jersey because i'm originally from jersey so I, every summer i was going to jersey to see my dad and my grandparents and so forth okay, but jersey, I see you. you know you know shout out jersey city <laughs> but for the most part i'm in the 803 I'm, yeah i'm in i'm in lancaster and and the dysfunction that I saw in the household made me act a certain way because I know I had brothers that were looking up to me to be their protector. Yeah. Um, and so it was a certain level of responsibility that was placed on my shoulders that I had to uphold at a young age. And some kids recognize it, some kids don't. I recognized it at a young age of, you know, nine or 10 years old or whatever that, hey, there's a lot of responsibility right now that I got to fill in for because I got these two little boys I got to protect, you know? And that's just something that, you know, my mom definitely instilled that in me to protect my brothers, but there's also a certain level of internalizing that I have to do with that as well as a kid. And make sure I take that to heart. And I took that to heart. I mean, and I, and think, I still take that to heart. And yeah, but I think also you got to think about your personality. You're just, you know, I feel like with you, you just assume it. You know, you walk, you walk in a room, you own it. It's one of those things where it's, it doesn't really, nothing really phases you. And I think depending because of your uh, personality, that you assuming responsibility like that at such a young age didn't really have much an effect on you. Um, it probably shaped you and the way you looked at things as you aged, but I think you handled that well. Whereas if you're looking at a different, another child with a not so much um, that personality, not um, so much of a, I mean, maybe maybe so much of an introvert or something like that. I don't think that they, they would be able to handle that as well no like i don't think tyson would be able to handle that no because tyson's tyson doesn't have that personality tyson is you know an emotional kid very compassionate um, he's very compassionate he is a loving kid he very much so loves his family yeah very much so loves his house there's only so much that he can deal with in that realm right however we now have two other kids and i venture to say that Obviously, they're all different in, in, in their capacities, but Ace is more so you. Boogie is definitely me. Yeah, Boogie. like he's more so show up, do what I got to do, I'm out. You know, I, th- I think, and, and you know, I, and speaking of that, with with Tice assuming my, my characteristics, um, he's a little bit of me. What do you think? No, he's a lot of bit of you. <laughs> he's a lot of bit I of thought. you. And, and it's frustrating well, I, sometimes. I digress. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I laugh about it, but I, I, I do admit that. Yes, he is. 
like, he is me sometimes, you know, sometimes dealing with him, looking at him, talking to him, speaking to him and, and seeing how he um, responds is, to is totally me. But it challenges me to love him the way he needs to be loved. It challenges me to look at myself and say, well, what is it that I need to fix? And I think if we had that as kids, I, I think we would have had a different outlook on things. I don't know. I was a little different. I, I didn't I didn't need much love. I didn't need hugging. I didn't need kissing. I didn't need all that stuff as a kid. So I don't know whether something's wrong with me or or what, what do you think the way the household you know was run? Do you think that had a, an effect on your ability to really emotionally express yourself? Because I don't know. Research, you know, says you a lot of research out there. Research says that you know, depending on the environment, the de environment shapes the way a child responds to things. I think it can shape you to a certain degree. Um, Emotional I, I, stability? You don't think? I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it can. I, I don't. I won't say I was emotionally unstable, but I just always had that attitude that, you know what, I ain't, nothing's gonna break me. That's that's the attitude I had. Like, and you can ask my mom, you can ask my dad. When I would get whoopings, cause yeah, those existed back then. I know it's a taboo now to whoop your child. My child still get his butt whooped. But yeah, I, I digress on that. Yeah, but um, whole nother subject. But when my mom used to whoop me, like I would try my best not to cry, like to show her that it doesn't hurt. Now eventually I may cry, or tears may come down my eyes, or I may wait until she leaves and then I cry. But I, I've always had that mentality, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's her side. I don't know if it's my dad's side. I don't know whose side it is. I think that was just me, and as a result. Like, I felt like I don't I don't I don't need hugs. I don't need, you know, the the good goodbye kiss, the good morning kiss. Yeah. I, I felt like I didn't need all that stuff. Maybe I did. I'm not a child psychologist, so I don't know how that shaped well, me I, into the man that I am today. I think it But I'm sure it played a a, a part. I agree. And I think it, it also goes in it goes hand in hand with um, you know, how comfortable you make your kids in an environment like is it safe to express yourself is it safe to be um emotionally available or expressive i i think that that has a lot to do with it you know versus culturally you know in my in my culture and my family we're very emotional people we express ourselves we take things to heart we you know we well here's the thing about my family my family we express ourselves but we're not emotional about it. Well, I, I feel I, like it's, there's like there's no time to cry about it. So the, uh, completely different versus Absolutely ours. Different. We wear our emotions on our sleeve, and that's what it is. And we go hard for you. Not saying that you guys are different. You know, you guys are um, more right or more wrong. What, whichever it is works for your family dynamic. But essentially, when you're bringing you know two people together and you have children, you really don't realize how much of how much work you have to do like how how many things may have gone unnoticed or untouched until you do have children and you start seeing those things um in them and you know start trying to work through them i, I think, think that's where the different parent parenting styles come into play yeah um because your parenting style is completely completely different, different. from my parenting style yeah i'm more physical and i think i'm more physical because i have boys 
I think if if it was a girl, I, I'm not gonna lie, there probably would be you'd be a punk. Some I don't even say that, mm. but I'd be a little I more mean, prone like, to maybe talk more. Cotton candy soft. Man, get out of here. No, <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't. Just, I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I would be soft. I think if if I had to pop my daughter, I would. Had to. But I'm not gonna punch him in a, punch her in the chest like I do with Tyson. Okay, I mean, and I wouldn't expect that. However, I still think you'd be soft. You know, you, you know, you can agree to disagree, but I do. And I mean, you have boys, so of course, like you said, your our parenting style is different. Um, you know, speaking of parenting styles, earlier this week, I think we had a we had a disagreement. Looking back, you know, we did a we couple had, of days we had ago. A big disagreement about it. We talked on the and phone about it, and we had a disagreement. And the fact that and we actually had to agree to disagree and and lead that conversation alone, you know, for the time being because I think you I don't my, think it was going anywhere. My biggest issue with that was you were trying to tell me I felt like you were trying to tell me what works for you, and you weren't trying to understand from my standpoint what I feel is the best for me and me parenting, you know, the boys. Now we I can't parent. Tyson the same way I parent A is the same way I parent Kano because right. they're all different. So and, and and because Ace is still technically a baby and Kano is still a baby, is a little difference right there. But Tyson, who's five, he's very smart. He understands very well. Um, so I feel like the way I parent him is instilling discipline in him is instilling stability in him it's instilling uh physical toughness as well as mental toughness in him and i think that's a, a a man thing i think every man wants their son to be tough every man wants their son to be physical every man wants their son to have discipline to be smart to make the right decisions we want all of that stuff that we feel like a man should have because that's what we're raising. We're raising men. Right. They're boys now. And not but they just will men, men, but black men. Right. So there's so. certain things and a certain level of, um, you know, smarts that I need him to have. There's a certain level of understanding of who he is, um, what he stands for, what we stand for as parents and as black people is very very necessary for him to understand that one of the things that i want him to understand is mentally being tough you have to mentally be tough you have to emotionally be tough and i'm not saying that you can't share your emotions you can't express your emotions i'm not saying that you can't cry as a man that you can't cry as a boy you can do all of that stuff but what i'm saying is that being emotionally tough, there are going to be some things that he's going to hear as a black kid that white kids aren't going to hear. That's true. There's uh, going to be some things down, that he's I going agree. to experience that white kids aren't going to experience. I agree with so that. So he may look at it and be like, well, why isn't he experiencing this same level of whatever aggression or whatever yeah. that I'm experiencing? And I agree with that. And I think what's and hard. I think it starts while he's young. It does start right while he's young. I I don't disagree at all. I think you you make valid points there. I 
first of all, don't ever want to discount you as a father or as a husband because you are a phenomenal father and husband, you know, to this family. And we I tell you all the time how much we appreciate you and, and you do a great job in leading the boys. You know, on the other end of that, I don't think you understood in our disagreement this week that it wasn't that I was my intention wasn't to tell you how to parent or to tell you that you should parent like I do. I'm just saying that sometimes your response to his emotional breakdown may warrant you to come off a different way that you don't necessarily, you may not necessarily be used to or want to. And you may have to tap into your inner self for that because you're not as emotional or you're not as, you know, tolerable when it comes down to certain things. But because he is a lot like me, I also have more patience for that. And I can deal with it better because I know how I like to be handled. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that, I'm just... But that's fine. But what I'm saying is, what was what was the thing that I said I will not tolerate from you Tyson? You said whining. I will not tolerate whining from Tyson. I will not tolerate that. Like, I, I, I hate it. I so hate even it, talking and through I it. I hate to see my boys do it. I'll talk to him, but Tyson, sometimes he gets into this, this place where he doesn't want to come out of it. And... I can only take but so much before I'm like, all right, you got to get over this. If I, if I, if, if he gets in trouble, most of the time I don't even have to spank Tyson. I can talk to Tyson sternly and he'll start crying. Yeah. So I, I understand that. And I'll let him cry for 15, 20 seconds or whatever. But then after that, all right, brother, I need you to come up out of that. Like, yeah, we, we but... he, I, I don't, I don't want him to feel like I, so he, he, he here's where the line is kind of thin. I want him to know that it's okay to cry and it's okay to express your feelings emotionally, but not stay there right? for an extended period of time. And I think it's important that, yes, I do understand that you're not going to tolerate certain things from him. But I wanted you to also understand that I come from I always come from a good place and it's not to attack your parenting is to make you help you to be more aware of what our children need in the moment. And so That's I don't fine. think that that was received. I don't think no, you received it was, that. No, it wasn't received because when I said my piece, you still felt like you needed to reiterate what you just said. And I just told you that I won't tolerate that. And as a man who's raising his son, I won't tolerate that in my sons. I don't wow. want to see that. And I don't want to see the whininess in my sons. So... I don't, I don't think you understood that part that I, I hear what you're saying, but my parenting style differs from you in that aspect. Yeah. And you kept trying to hone your point. Well, in, that's why and I was like, yo, like, just stop. But that's why I said we had to agree to disagree because I wasn't feeling like you were being like I was being heard. And in that, I felt like you were kind of breezing through it. You felt the way you felt. I felt the way my I, I felt the way I felt. And we weren't going to agree on that one. But, you know, it doesn't make us, you know, make me a better parent than you or vice versa. I, you know, I think having different, different parenting styles is, is needed. You have different, especially when you are dealing with, with kids, this these kids aren't just you. They aren't just me. They're both of us. And so, you know, they, their, their needs are, are vast and far few and in between, but you know, they, they differ greatly. I, I was, 
going on to talk a little bit about um, about an article that I read this week. It, it said that parents, you know, talk, talking about parents having different parenting styles, I think this is a good segue. It says, believe it or not, kids can't actually handle it. And Dr. Uh, Charles Fay in this article talks about some, you know, some basic guidelines on how to love, love, what is he, he, he says it's, it's, it's good to love, love and disagree or disagree through love with your child. Yeah. Disagree in love. And one of the points that he meet, he, he, um, he mentions here is agree to make each other look good in the eyes of your children. What do you think about that? Why do you think that's necessary? Do you agree? Don't agree? I partially agree with that. I think, yeah, you you want to stand by each other. If one person makes a decision, you don't want to chastise that person in front of the children because then they'll start pitting each other, pitting you two against each other. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, ever come and overrule something that you've you've already told him hey no you can't have any more cookies i don't want to come in the cook kitchen and say he can't have any more yeah he can have more he can have cookies go, go ahead Tyson, get your cookies like i don't ever want to do that because then he's gonna think well i don't gotta listen to my mom i listen to my dad my dad has the final say so and i don't yeah. want him to think that especially when i'm away on business or i'm out of the household I don't want him, Ace, or Kano to think that just because you're mom and you're the woman that you're less than. Right. And I think, and that's, I think essentially that's what he was talking about. He says um, not to put your kids in the best friend or counselor roles, you know, especially when you, you disagree. Since, um, too, too often parents complain to their kids about the other parent and it causes the parent, the, the children to feel like they have to choose. Right. And I would so, never, I would never want the boys to ever you know feel like they gotta choose between us and and i would never bad mouth the kids or bad mouth you um in front of the kids or talk down upon you or belittle you or anything like that in front of the boys because again we're raising men and i don't want them to ever get the notion that this is okay and how you treat your woman so if you don't disagree and i and i commend you for that babe and i, and I thank you for that if but if you don't disagree if you don't agree with me and we're you know in front of the kids do you then we need to take it offline we need to talk about it offline so do you side with me kids. in front of them though do you disagree with me in front of them it de- it, I think it depends if it's if it's something small like it's time for you to go to bed or it's is you know no you can't have this juice or or whatever the case is even if I feel like you're being too harsh or you're or I feel like maybe you're wrong in that decision or you handled it wrongly I'm not gonna say it then I'll wait till they go to bed and, when, and then we can talk about you know how I felt we can talk about how you felt and then we can either agree to disagree or we can come to uh, an agreement so you, and conclude there. So in, in, in essence, it's, it's, it's circumstantial. Yeah. It I really think, just I depends. Think cir- I think it's cir- circumstantial. Well, let me ask you this. What about consistency and follow through? So we, the doctor goes on to say that consistency and follow through are more important than perfect parenting. Well, let me before before you do that, let me let me go back to the other part of that. Um you it said um what did it say on there you said something about i I don't i can't remember exactly what you said what not putting your kids in the best friend or counselor roles no before that what to make each other look good in the eyes of right 
that yeah. part. So I don't want to sit up here and make them think, oh, mommy and daddy are just the perfect people. Right. Like, I, they don't make I mistakes. Agree. They don't. So, so I agree with a little bit of that. I, I agree with most of that. And then that portion of it, I don't know. That's a little hairy because I don't want them to sit up here and think that mommy and daddy are perfect and never make mistakes. Like yeah. I want them to see some of the mistakes that mom and dad are making so we can use those as teaching points as well. well and they have seen Yeah, them. I think they've seen us disagree. I mean, you, now, you've even said that where there's been times with me and Tyson and something may have occurred or event may have occurred. And you like, babe, you got to you got to use this as a teaching point with him. Um, to let him know that hey, daddy messed up or daddy made a mistake. And yeah, and whatever. owning it, owning the mistake. I don't think I, I think it's definitely a such thing as as healthy arguments. I don't think you have to be, you know, you have to you know be vulgar or you know um, diminish one another, abusive. I don't think you have to be that way, obviously, to get your point across. And I don't think that's what the kids have to see or should see. We talk about when we were early into parenting where we were still working on ourselves and, you know, we had kids right right after we, you know, we got married. And so we were still trying brand new. And we talk about how we didn't always handle arguments in the most healthy way. But Tyson taught us with his expression when we were arguing that what we're doing wasn't cool. So it quickly helped us to adjust to the situation. However, I don't think that we should paint a perfect picture you know because in marriage no marriage is perfect right so that's what i'm saying and no parenting style is perfect as well so but i I just wanted to touch on that part right because i think that's important as well i think looking good in the eyes of your children i think it can be inferred in different ways but ultimately i think you just don't want to make make sure you're not just talking bad about one another to the children but you know to this other other point you know just going to touch on a couple other things here but consistency and follow through do you think that those are important more important than you know perfect parenting or trying to be a perfect parent what do you think about that because you mean you mean in terms of like meaning what you say and saying what you mean yeah when you're disciplining your kids yes absolutely because i don't want them to take me for a joke like i don't want them to think that all dad is just all talk uh, mom is just all talk. I try my best to be as lenient as possible, despite what my mom may think. Yeah. I try my best, um, and I'm using Tyson. Mostly Our parents. <laughs> as uh, I'm, I'm using Tyson mostly as an example because he's the oldest. And he can articulate exactly how he feels and so forth. Not so much Ace. Ace gets and we're, too. And we've me we've essentially learned but, him too. But we know Tyson like the back of our hand yeah. because we're with him every single day. And have been so the last five years. Yeah. I, I think it's very necessary and important to follow up what you say you're going to do. Uh, I can't say that I do that all the time because there'll be times where I'll give Tyson five, six, seven chances. Yeah. And there'll be some times where I'll say one thing and, and I mean it and he doesn't do what I ask him to do. And then, you know, he got some, he got, he got to pay for it. Yeah. So, I, I, but I try my best to be lenient because I don't want him to think that it's just all physical. Like I'm, I try not to be all physical with him. I really try to talk to him. I try to get him to understand things. Sometimes it's it. Sometimes it just doesn't work like that in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And, and, and let me to that point. Let me ask you this: If does it matter to you, or or what's your what's your take on? If you said something or you make you make a, a statement, is it wiser for me to correct 
your approach or would it be smarter for me to support you regardless over it and just talk about it privately with you later? And I ask that because this, you know, the this 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 guy is saying that if a if a dad or if a dad feels undermined, he he would be more open to considering, you know, my mom's ideas later. But if you know she supports him, supports him in the short term, there's a better better chance you will change, you will change or adjust in the near future. Or do you just feel like you feel like you feel? It is what it is, regardless of if it's now or later. Do you feel like that has any effect? No, I, I feel like that I feel how I feel. I said what I said. <laughs> In the terms of Mario Lopez. <laughs> and that that's that's the facts of life. That's I'm, yeah. I'm I'm new school obviously because I'm a millennial, but I'm so old school. I'm like right there on that borderline between the two. Um the great J. Cole said, I'm dead in the middle of two generations. Like, yeah. That's how I feel. I'm in the middle of two generations. Like, I'm with the younger generation because I'll talk to him. Sometimes I won't whoop him. You know, things like that. I'll try, I'll try to be um, more, come from more of a teaching standpoint and talk to him versus trying to hit him. I don't beat him for everything. Yeah. But at the same time, daddy will get that butt if you, if you acting out or you force my hand on it. Yeah, I you mean know, that's I, not my first. That's not my first reaction. But I or think my that's. First move. I think that's understood. I ain't Do no you? Killer, but don't push me. <laughs> I'm sure they're not. Well, they might. They might. Yeah, they might. They but do you think we do a good job at agreeing to be different or accepting I each think other's? Because we are parenting, as, as you love to say, your favorite freaking phrase, unapologetically. We are different. Yeah. Like we, you and I come from very similar households, but we're two totally different people. So the my outlook on things is different from your outlook on things, and I think that could be a gender gap. Um, I think that because we're the same age, we're both African American. We, you know, both were raised in the South. We saw, we, you know, both raised in the same type of um, household. So that part we have, I think the difference is a lot of it is just a gender gap where it's my thought process of a man versus your thought process of a woman. I don't expect you to understand that. And that's what I was saying the other day. Like, I don't expect you to understand why I feel the way I feel or why I'm parenting the way I'm parenting. And I don't expect you to feel like that. And I don't expect you. I don't expect to understand where you're coming from for the most part of parenting from a mother's side right but i don't think that it's necessary for us to actually understand it i think it's more necessary for us to empathize with it like regardless of if you understand it that's and that and that was one of my things i couldn't put the word to it that's the word i was looking for i didn't feel like you were empathizing with me when i was saying you're not going to understand because you're not a man. And when I'm trying to raise this boy to be a great, outstanding man, these are some of the things that's going to have to take place that maybe I didn't have. Yeah. Maybe I saw other men uh, instilling in their kids or maybe it's something that my dad did tell me. So- I don't know. It could be either or, but I'm pulling from different pockets in my life growing up i pull from pockets from people that 
I've talked to you about before. Um, my, 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 you know, brother Ken Blankenship and Ace Blankenship, where Ace's name comes from. Their dad, Big Kenny, I pulled a lot from him. Yeah. Because he was across the street and I was always over his house. And I looked at him as a father figure. Right. I pulled from my dad, Marshall. What up, Pop? I pulled from him. You know what I'm saying? He, he, I, I, I saw my dad like once or twice a year because he lived in Jersey. I lived down here. Now, but I talked to him all the time. Every other day, every couple of days, I talked to my dad. So he would drop gems on me. I would get gems from Phil Mahaffey. I would get gems from different people along the way. But what I'm, what I, the big point I want to hone in before we wrap up, the big point I want to hone in is that there are, because we're raising three boys and I know what it's like to be a black man in America's society. I think that that's different. The different pockets that I pull from is essential for me to instill that into them. And I don't, like I say, I don't expect you to understand. Well, I think, like I said, you, you talk about me not being empathetic and things like that, but I think we, you neglected to talk about or to tell me how I could have been more empathetic. Like, I don't understand where I could Well, I couldn't think of the I word, but that's the word that I was trying so to... So then talk to me. How could of. I have been more empathetic with that issue? I think instead of trying to make your point, and I felt like you were trying to win the argument, and we talked about that before, nobody wins when a family feuds. I, 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 want, I wanted you to understand that our parenting style, our styles are going to be different, but it's okay. I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong, and I don't want you to think what I'm doing is wrong. I just want you to empathize and say, you know what? You're right, babe. I'm not a man. I don't know what it takes to raise men. Um, all I can do is back you, and if I feel like maybe you could have handled it a certain type of way, then I'll bring it to your attention offline, and yeah. you can either take it or you can leave it. So ultimately, I think what would be more effective is that when we agree when we when we disagree with parenting styles with one another i think what we have to do is to make sure that empathy is at the forefront and that we communicate effectively enough with one another so that the other so that we both are feeling like we're being heard i agree because you know we always talk about how ineffective communication can really it can ruin everything you know so we we have to be accountable for that and hold each other accountable for voicing our concerns um and 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 in a you know lovingly manner but also addressing the situation and finding a solution and being able to connect with each other in that way so that we both walk away winning i agree you know i agree so you got anything else you want to add? No, just I appreciate you for being a great dad. I mean, let's just let's just say we can agree, like you said, to make sure that we're being empathetic with each other. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're not gonna agree on everything. No, we may not even agree on half the things, but no. it is important that we do back each other up. Yes, and we, you know, and the kids know that we stand with one another. Like at the end of the day, we love our children, but my husband's first. And that's what it is. All right. So, you know, ultimately parenting, different parenting styles can either, we always say, bring you closer together or drive you farther apart. All right. Got to figure out where that 
where that happy median is to make it work. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you all for uh, listening and tuning in. Yes. If you are listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, we want you to subscribe. We want you to rate and uh, leave a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell a friend to tell two friends, please. And also, we are on Google Podcasts and Spotify and every other um, podcast platform as well. We would love to hear your feedback. Yes. You can uh, reach me at Vaughn underscore tough on IG. That's mm-hmm. Vaughn underscore T U F F. And also, you can reach us on um, the Chameleon Love Podcast. So that's at Chameleon Love Podcast. On and drop IG. us a DM or comment or, you know, I'd like to hear what you guys think about these topics that we. Yeah, we are absolutely loving the feedback that we're getting from Thank you so much. We thank y'all so much um, for just taking, you know, 30, 40 minutes out of your day to listen to what we have to say. Mm -hmm. Um, It may not mean a lot to you, but it means a lot to us. We we greatly appreciate it. We'll keep, uh, you know, dropping relevant content. I hope it's helping someone um, or just entertaining. Either way, um, I thank you for lending your ear to us. Babe, and guys, yeah. So you can find me on um, I'm Jenny Grind on on IG, and um, don't forget our our um, we're also on Facebook under Devon and Jennifer Heath, and um, got some great things coming. True indeed, true indeed. Well, again, uh, thank y'all so much for listening to us, for rocking with us, and you're listening to Come Million in Love. love.